0: This episode, HDMI 2.1, was originally released February 11th, 2020. However, we have added a little bit about HDMI 2.1a to the episode. Enjoy. I have an HDMI cable, but is it the right one? What the heck is this HDMI 2.1? Do I need new cables? Confused? Confused? Don't be. Let's help you know a little more about HDMI 2.1. Let's start with HDMI itself, the high-definition multimedia interface. It transmits uncompressed video and either compressed or uncompressed audio to a compatible device. In other words, digital video with audio all in one. It's a proprietary system, but it is an implementation of the EIA CEA 861 standard. Uh, That's why, if you're curious, the old DVI standard is interoperable with HDMI, just that DVI doesn't have audio. In fact, before HDMI, most systems carried audio and video separately. You may remember the old yellow composite video plug that dangled alongside the red and yellow stereo RCA plugs, for instance. HDMI added audio into one cable. And it also supports Consumer Electronics Control, or CEC, or sometimes CEC, which lets devices control each other over the cable. Hence, your TV can turn itself on when the Roku tells it to, for example. There have been seven versions of HDMI. 1.0, 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4, then we skipped to 2.0, and most recently, 2.1. We're going to talk about 2.1 in depth later. They all use the same form factors, So they all look essentially the same, and they can work in the same ports, and they're backwards compatible. But the new versions have added things like improved capacity and performance, higher resolution and color space support, and advanced features like 3D or Ethernet data connections. HDMI, however, is not a public standard, but it's also not controlled by just one company. The founders were Hitachi, Panasonic, Philips, Silicon Image, Sony, Thompson, RCA, and Toshiba. Development of HDMI began April 16th, 2002, and products with HDMI started rolling out in late 2003. Control of HDMI was further diversified when the HDMI Forum was founded October 11th, 2015. That's an organization that manages HDMI development and now includes more than 83 members, and more than 1,700 companies have adopted HDMI. Oh, And HDMI also integrates the HDCP copy protection developed by Intel, but that's not part of HDMI. That's provided by an Intel subsidiary called Digital Content Protection, LLC. Now, there's a rabbit hole we could go down of all the varying types of connectors and cables, but we're going to try to keep it simple here. There are technically five types of connectors. Type B, dual link, isn't even used by anyone because the maximum bandwidth of HDMI 1.3 makes the dual link unnecessary, so you can forget about that one. Type C is the mini connector. That's a smaller version of HDMI meant for mobile devices. You'll see this on cameras. And there's also Type D, an even smaller version that looks kind of like micro USB. There's Type E for automotive systems. That adds a lock to stop it from vibrating out of the port and adds some moisture and dirt prevention. But almost all the HDMI cables you're going to see are type A. That's one you most likely see on your TV and desktop monitor. Now, those are the connectors, the ports, and the ends of the cable. There are different kinds of cables, though. In fact, before HDMI 2.1, there were basically three groups. Standard cables, up to 1080, high speed, up to 4K, and premium high speed, up to 18 gigabits per second with HDR. All those came with or without Ethernet support. There's also standard automotive HDMI cable for that automotive port, and along with the introduction of HDMI 2.1, there's now a new one called ultra-high-speed HDMI cable for up to 8K and 10K at 120Hz. Keep in mind, the cables don't match up with the HDMI versions. That's going to really confuse some people, but we'll try to make it clear. Cable type only affects the bandwidth the cable can carry, and therefore, the maximum resolution and refresh rate. The ports themselves on the devices determine whether you can do things like 3D, variable refresh rate, etc. So any cable will work if it fits the connector, but it may not have enough bandwidth to enable all the features of the device. And older cables can sometimes still handle newer features. So there's not a one-to-one correspondence between the cable's bandwidth and the HDMI version of the port it's connecting to. Yeah, I know, that's confusing. Your port is HDMI 1.4, but there's no such thing as an HDMI 1.4 cable. The cable just has a bandwidth capacity, right? And cables generally also, I'm sorry to say, don't label whether they are high-speed, premium, high-speed, etc. So... The second best method I've found to figure out what cables I have is to plug them in and see if the features work right, which can be really time-consuming and annoying. The best method, and most wasteful, is to responsibly recycle all your cables and just buy new ones that you're sure are the right ones. Uh, But how do you even buy the right ones? Well, this I can make a little easier. You can pretty much ignore everything in an HDMI cable's description except the bandwidth. If it says 18 gigabits per second or higher, you're good to go for 4K 60 Hertz HDR. If you're sure you have an HDMI 2.1 port on your television and you want to do 4K 120 frames per second, then you want to look for cables that say 48 gigabits per second. Older cables can do 4K, just not at 120 frames per second. Also, try only to buy certified cables since companies who get certified get punished for lying about what the cables can do. And keep in mind that certified cables can't market themselves as a version number like HDMI 2.1. So if you see an HDMI version number in the marketing for a cable, be suspicious. The HDMI forum even has an app for verifying genuine cables for both iOS and Android. That leads us to HDMI 2.1. Do you need a new TV or monitor that supports it? Well, here's what it means. HDMI 2.1 increases bandwidth support, as we mentioned with the cables, from 18 to 48 gigabits per second. It can support resolutions up to 10K and up to 120 frames per second. Not that you have any 10K content out there, but it can do it when it comes along. It also supports BT 2020 and 16 bits per color for wide color gamut. Now remember, each feature increases the bandwidth used. If you go from 1080p to 4K, you're sending more data. If you increase from 30 frames per second to 60 frames per second you're also increasing the data. Do both at the same time, go from 1080p to 4K and up from 30 to 60 frames per second, and now you've increased data a lot more. Add in a little data for HDR and wide color gamut, now you're seeing what I mean. HDMI 2.1 has higher bandwidth, so it can do more of those things at once. But if you were paying attention, you remember me saying that the cables were identified by bandwidth, but the connectors were the ones with the actual version, HDMI 2.1 type designation, because... They don't just increase the capability of bandwidth, they also add features. HDMI 2.1 connectors can support the following features. They don't always support them, they can still be HDMI 2.1, we'll get to that in a second. Here are the features though. eARC, or Electronic Audio Return Channel. Now, ARC itself, Audio Return Channel, lets audio go two ways over HDMI without needing the second audio cable it can already do stereo and compressed 5.1 surround sound. Adding eARC lets you do uncompressed 5.1 surround sound and uncompressed 7.1 surround sound. In other words, Dolby Atmos. And since audio doesn't use as much bandwidth, eARC just needs the devices to have HDMI 2.1. In a lot of cases, an older high-speed cable with Ethernet can support it. Next feature, Dynamic HDR. Yes, I know, it technically means dynamic, high dynamic range, twice the dynamism. HDR is metadata that tells a device like a TV how to treat an entire video file or stream. One set of instructions that it applies to every frame and it improves the color range. Dynamic HDR, on the other hand, can set new rules for each individual frame in the video. In practice, they usually set it by scene, but, HDR treats a person under a bridge in broad daylight the same as a campfire at night. Dynamic HDR has different rules for each of those scenes to make each of them pop a little more. HDMI 2.0 offered partial support for dynamic HDR at 4K 60 frames per second, but HDMI 2.1 offers dynamic HDR all the way up to 4K at 120 frames per second. Finally, variable refresh rate, or VRR. This reduces tearing, that thing when you see part of one frame and part of another at the same time, the scene's all jagged for a split second, usually an issue in games, because the game console isn't creating the frames at exactly the frame rate the TV expects. Because with a pre-recorded video, you can say, I'm going to give you exactly 30 frames per second. In a dynamic game that you're affecting with your amazing game-playing skills, that might not be optimal. Variable refresh rate lets the console vary the rate in which it creates frames and send them when they're done. This reduces image artifacts like tearing. Now, if you're familiar with NVIDIA G-Sync or AMD FreeSync, it's similar. Both of those work only over DisplayPort, but new graphics cards like the GeForce RTX 3080 and the Radeon RX 6800 XT support game mode VRR over HDMI 2.1. And it also works on previous cables, as long as you have 2.1 devices on either end. A companion feature of HDMI 2.1 is Quick Frame Transport, or QFT. That shortens the delay sending active video, so there's less time between you pressing a button and the laser hitting the alien's face. There's also Auto Low Latency Mode, or ALLM. That can automatically enable and disable gaming mode when you're playing a game, rather than making you dig through the display's menu every time. And there's Quick Media Switching, or QMS, that eliminates that black screen that happens when you're switching between inputs. And then there's HDMI 2.1a. It's basically the same as HDMI 2.1, but adds support for source-based tone mapping, or SBTM. This lets content sources optimize the content for HDR, so you don't have to do it manually. It can be added with a firmware update, but that doesn't mean your particular device has done that. You'll need to check with your manufacturer to tell. And you can't rely on the port label either, not just because an older port can be upgraded with firmware. It's also because... Just because HDMI 2.1 or 2.1a can support a feature doesn't mean a device with the HDMI 2.1 or 2.1a certified connector has to support it. To get certified as HDMI 2.1a, you just have to support one of the features in the spec, one. The connector just makes those features possible. The device still has to implement it. So, for example, it's possible to get a TV with HDMI 2.1a that doesn't support eARC because the TV maker didn't implement it. Or it might do eARC but not high frame rates. And it might support HDMI 2.1 and have five HDMI ports, but only one of them is HDMI 2.1. It could even label a port HDMI 2.1a and not support the SBTM feature that was added in 2.1a. I say this not to confuse you, but to remind you that HDMI 2.1 and 2.1a is not a shortcut for has all the features. When you're buying the device, make sure it supports the features you want. So do you need it? If you want 4K at 120 frames per second, especially if you have a PlayStation 5 or Xbox Series X, if you want dynamic HDR, or if for some reason you really want 8K at 60 frames per second, then yeah, HDMI 2.1 might be for you. In other words, I hope you know a little more about HDMI 2.1.